The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors to the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and ideas of the distributor. Just like a mouthful of sunshine. I have learned so much from you. Fresh is always better. To me, I'm just like amazed. Great for everyone. I love your advice, by the way. Amazing. Eat This with Leanne Phillipson. In episode 7, entitled, Is Sugar Evil?, I did a deep dive into all about sugar, why we love it, why we crave it, and why would you want to actually do any better and get rid of it from your diet. This week, I thought we'd hear from someone who's been living a sugar-free lifestyle for eight years. Yeah! Let's get crazy! Yes, I just said eight years. Is he crazy? Has he lost his mind? Let's find out. I happen to have the pleasure of knowing this incredible man. He's a coach of mine. And when I found out that he wrote his great book called I Love Me More Than Sugar, he coached people with his 30-day sugar-free challenge. And I knew I had to introduce him because we need to hear from somebody who's actually done it. Other than not eating sugar, Barry Friedman is a four-time world juggling champion who's appeared on over 200 local, national, and international television shows, including The Tonight Show with both Johnny Carson and Jay Leno. There will be photos on leannephillipson.com. I swear he looks 15. He's not old enough. He also appeared on the Presidential Command performance on NBC and a Showtime comedy special. After 32 years and six passports, he now speaks and writes extensively about something that has had a profound impact on his life, a sugar-free diet. I will be so non-science, Leanne, it'll scare you. <laughs> okay, don't just... We are on! Yay! Thank you so much, Barry, for joining me on my podcast. I feel like today I might need to to rename it from Eat This to Don't Eat This, because we're talking uh, about sugar. Yeah. So talk me through the emotional side of eating, uh, and in particular sugar, because that is, that's what you don't eat anymore. Sure. You know, from childhood, sugar is what's used to bribe, punish, and reward us, all three. It's, it's this multi-purpose a uh, tool that parents use on us, culture uses on us. There's expectations around it. And uh, we're in and hooked early. So, you know, getting clear of it as an adult is a, a really conscious choice. Um, one which I made coming up on my eight-year anniversary on Leap Day of uh, 2020 here. Wow. Eight years and, Congrats- yeah, on Leap Day of 2012, it just seemed like a fun thing to leap for the day. And I tell you, I felt so good on March 1st. I said, I'm going to try 30 days of this. And then you know, about 20, 20 days into that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go for a year. And, and now, <laughs> looking back on it, yeah, honestly, I just I don't really remember that. Although there was a funny picture the other day. My, my big addiction was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and, you know, anything sweet. But I would never go to the hardware store without getting like a four-pack of those. And wow. there was this giant one the other day at the checkout counter, and I sent it to uh, my partner in crime and Sugar Free. And I said, I think I'm going back in because this one's big enough for me. But it was about a meter across. It was just a giant peanut butter cup. So uh, in your fabulous book that I have sitting next to me, I Love Me More Than Sugar, there was a, a bit where I read about habits and wondered how what your take is on how habits fit into choosing sugar, not choosing sugar. Yeah, I would say to within you know 90%, most of our behavior is habitual. You know, it's a... 
toothbrushing, putting on pants, going to sleep, you know, how we drive, the routes we take. So, you know, sugar becomes very early one of those habits. But it's also, it's, it's interesting, it's part of our habit has been worked so into our culture that even in things like crackers or in um, salt, which contains dextrose, there's always a reason why sugar is added to things if you press the company or actually are crazy enough to call that 800 number on label. Sometimes I do that and I go, why is there sugar in this? And, you know, oh, you know, we've got research for you and it's to stop the caking or it's it's sad, but really we're, we're very used to having that in our foods. So we, <laughs> we tend to become a habit formed around that. Right. Habits can be changed, fortunately, though, and that's the biggest thing we have going for us as human beings. And, you know, changing sugar is a, I've always been a very black and white person. I, I tried to overcome that a little bit to write this book to become uh, empathetic and compassionate to people who aren't that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does. It starts with little tiny habits. You know, I'm not, not going to eat any before noon. Even something like that is such a big change. Oftentimes, you know, certainly it's true with most American and Canadian children, I would imagine, by the time... Breakfast is finished. We've eaten our share of what the uh, you know World Health Organization, AMA, CDC, all recommend as far as sugar. Absolutely, and that, can, that can go in a glass of juice or uh, yep. you know toast with jelly. Talked about that on last week. Tiniest weeks. changes you can make in your habits to really start then taking a step into changing bigger ones. So, the, like the age that we live in, there is sugar in just about every food. So you think, like, how on earth do you manage to not? eat sugar so how, did funny, you do, how did you do impossible it at first but i just slowly started replacing that which um, i just shot you over a picture you can share on your group <laughs> that, <laughs> that which you can change you know you can always eat more vegetables you can always just replace junky snacks with something like uh nuts or peanuts you know i didn't go off all um i just went off all added sugars i still love like nuts and raisins uh one of my favorite snacks i have some every day it's so if fruit is a fine nut sugar for me, I mean, we all get to define what we want to take in. And I know as a nutritionist, you certainly know that it all looks pretty much the same to our body. Yep. Um, the only place I will argue is that, you know, an apple comes with a little bit of fiber. It does absorb a little bit slower than a, than a uh, Coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't send our body into sex, such an overload. But, you know, we all decide what we're going to do. For me, just getting off any food that had added sugar was such a life change. It's, it's uh, more than imaginable from where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And just that, what that did to my waistline, to my skin, to my energy levels. I mean, I sleep six hours a night, and sometimes I feel like that's too long. Really? I, when, I was eating, when I was eating all my junk, I ate was barely enough. So it's just I refresh quicker. I, I jump out, and I'm, I'm sharper, more ready to face the world energy. It's, it's remarkable. I actually see videos. I've been on video most of my life because of my uh, performance world. So I have videos from my life going back to 1982, and I look at videos for myself 10, 12 years ago. I look so much older than I look now. And I'm really the only thing I changed was sugar. Wow. Another episode you probably do one day is about wheat and, you know, whatever we call wheat nowadays. Yeah. Um, I went off that 11 years ago. And so, yeah, those two things. I'm not a lot of fun at a restaurant, though, with wheat and sugar gone. <laughs> I, I kind of stick to the same thing. Caesar salads are big for me in restaurants. Yes, I can imagine. It's more about the company for me than the food. Um, what's the craziest hidden sugar? that you came across and obviously now avoid? Definitively savory foods like Thai spice and um, sriracha sauce. (laughs) Salt, uh, packaged salt usually lists dextrose, the type of uh, uh, sugar. That I didn't know. It's interesting to me that where it's found, 
Crackers, savory crackers often have sugar. Mm-hmm. Ketchup. Ketchup is a big supplier of sugar. What the yeah. heck? You know, ketchup is a savory food by design. Big food, to some extent, is taking a great, you know, there's started to become good money and gluten-free. And now they're starting to be in sugar. So I just found this really neat brand of, of uh, called Primal Kitchen. They're making a whole bunch of things that are savory without sugar, you know, ketchup and sriracha sauce. Mm-hmm. Big food will follow where we vote with our wallet. So being careful with where you spend money is probably the most ground-level thing we can do. Also, making our own food. I make I make a lot of things now that I just never used to make. Like I couldn't find a good veggie burger that didn't have sugar in it. So okay, I take all these. Uh, I can send you this recipe. Like I take all the the extracts when I make like carrot juice and celery juice, and I use that as a base for making the most incredible veggie burgers in the world. Amazing taco seasoning. Yeah, believe it or not, Leanne, every taco seasoning has a bunch of sugar, and you're like. Again, a savory food. So So in your case, you not eating sugar, and you said everybody can define it themselves. So do you not have maple syrup or honey, coconut sugar? Some people say to me, oh, yeah, that's that's better. No, it's not. It's still sugar. Just, you know, just comes in another form. Or do you add in any other sweeteners or you really have nothing other than what's in fruit or you mentioned raisins? Fruit and raisins are my my go-tos. Have I in eight years had something with sugar in it? I would bet you the world I have. Um, You know, it's the intention and where I go. But if I'm somewhere and I have like a sauce or, you know, I'm at some nice places. I get to go to TED conferences. I get to go to, you know, some of these places they serve dinner and you go, oh, there's probably some sugar in the sauce on that. But at that point in my life, I I have kind of let that go. I certainly don't, uh, you know, go crazy anymore. But for my thing, when I talked about 30 days sugar-free in my book, that was zero. I know for sure the first year was zero because that's where I was. Okay. That's where I was at. I was just kind of focused on that, and I really enjoyed the process of it, the discovery. Yeah, It's funny. I often say in the sugar-free world, you have no right to speak for yourself who lives on the other side of 30 days sugar-free because everything we could say right now is all tainted by who we are, what we've eaten, how we've been in these habits. And on the other side of that 30 days, I promise you there's a version of you that you don't even know yet. Mm. Her tastes are different. Her skin is different. The, the sleep she requires is different. Everything yep. is different. So that's when you are able to speak for her. And really one of the big things is tastes, like the thought of like a Reese's peanut butter cup or a Snickers bar right now. I mean, it's almost the exact same as eating, you know, something very, very unpleasant. So like, you know, dog poop or something like I would liken a <laughs> Snickers bar to dog poop right now in my eyes. And a Snickers bar used to be a really, really reasonable lunch. Okay. That's your tweetable for this one. Snickers bar is like a, like a pile of dog poop. There you go. Okay, excellent. People can't deal with what I'm laying down. They're just like, whoa, dude, you can't say that. And I'm like, watch me. Body Boost of the Week. Let's talk about B vitamins. The family of B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B7, which is actually known as biotin, B9, also known as folate, and B12. Together, this family is called B-complex. If you've ever heard the term water-soluble, like, what does that mean? These vitamins fall into that category. This means that they go in through your food, through vitamins, they do what they're supposed to do, and if there's too much, back out they come, mostly, in your urine. B vitamins, they're so needed for your body's production of energy, aka your metabolism. It's needed for all enzyme production, including stomach acid, which most people actually who suffer from indigestion have too little stomach acid, not too much. I'll bring that up on another episode in the future. B vitamins are susceptible to damage, so sometimes they can actually be lost in cooking. 
Have you ever taken a multivitamin or a B-complex and all of a sudden you have fluorescent pee? That specifically comes from B2, known as riboflavin. In fact, the flavin, or flavin, comes from Latin, which means yellow. So no, you haven't just gone radioactive. Don't ditch it because it's a really vital part of maintaining your overall health. You get your B vitamins from mostly whole grains. So yes, that means the brown rice, not the white. The whole wheat, not the white bread. Loads of vegetables, nuts and seeds, some meat and fish offer all the B vitamins. So a really varied and colorful diet gives you most of the Bs that you're going to need. Although I do really see a lot of people with deficiencies. It's really quite common. Do you need to take B-complex or a specific B vitamin? The short answer is B-complex, yes. If you want to get into the individual B vitamins, I'd suggest that you talk to someone, maybe your doctor, your naturopath, someone like me, your nutritionist, to confirm which one specifically that you need. I've heard of people going and buying B12 injections online because a friend has bounds of energy and that's what's helped them. That's not what I'm recommending. Find out first because there are blood tests that can tell you that. The B vitamins in my Take This Adult Boost really cover most of what's needed before you get into those individual ones, so feel free to start there. Eat This with Leanne Philipson. This week, I thought we'd hear from someone who's been living a sugar-free lifestyle for eight years. Barry Friedman, after 32 years and six passports, he now speaks and writes extensively about something that has had a profound impact on his life, a sugar-free diet. Right, let's talk sugar. Let's talk sugar. (laughs) So what do you have for breakfast? Like, tell me about a day... Do you just live on fruits and vegetables, or what kind of thing are you are you no, putting it, are you putting in your mouth? Hardly. Uh, so, like this morning, I made scrambled eggs with some killer leftover t- um, fried veggies I made last night. Mm-hmm. Last night we made oh my gosh, we got these uh, things from this farm in Indiana called Seven Brothers or something. It's like you know one of these like the cows come with a biography basically of what they oh, used wow. to enjoy and all. <laughs> yeah, just incredible. So yeah, we ordered some things. We made filet mignon steaks. Um, we made French fries. We made grilled veggies, and then I put some of the grilled veggies into scrambled eggs this morning. Okay. And then for lunch, I just went in and, and we made this really amazing um, soup with uh, our own Thai spice because the Thai spice that I used to buy had sugar in it. Okay. But it's uh, carrot, ginger, um, yams, um, coconut milk. So oh, it sounds uh, like a recipe in my book. What's that? It sounds just like a recipe that's in my book. Sprout right yeah. family food. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, just eat actual real foods. It's incredible. So, you know, going sugar-free, it launches a monkey wrench into so many well-choreographed habits that we all have and that other people expect us to have. And that's, I think, the one you're getting at, like how do people interact? Yes. So, yeah, at the beginning, there's a little bit of a dance of confusion. There's mixed in with some bliss and some resentment, some sadness. And um, these emotions, that, like, it, there's so many blankets that sugar covers for us, emotional ones, loneliness, sadness, this whole craziness of, you know, you work so hard, you deserve this. It's like, mm-hmm. I remember shifting early in the thing, like, I work so hard, I deserve not to have that. It was right. just this little mindset, this one extra word, deserve not to have a big ice cream at the end of like a triathlon or something. That is a really big mind m- mindset shift that I think a lot yeah. of people, because I, I had a, a client uh, that I spoke to yesterday and 
a can of pop is is her th- is is her comfort. That's a reward, right? And yeah. and it, and it's deep. There's a lot of these things for people that that do go really really deep, and whether they see it or whether they don't, it's it's still there, and it's a it's a hurdle to get over for sure. So in your book, I mean, you take people through 30 days, uh, the 30 day challenge of becoming sugar free, and it's absolutely tremendous. Is there something mm. that that someone, because you've got a lot of stories in there, a lot of interviews that you've done, was there yeah. one particular thing that you thought like? Wow, like it just resonated with you more than some of the other stories. This woman, Amy Anderson, was amazing. She's from San Diego, and she uh, signed up, did thirty days. Actually, ended up. She just sent me a picture of a, a tattoo she had, like in a row. She had SFFL, sugar free for life, engraved oh. this little tattoo on her thigh. She had it was really cool though. And uh, I worked with her a little bit. I brought her into my program and had re-recorded the. She re-recorded the entire program, and I kind of had her take over the face of it, just as I. Uh, stepped away from it and just amazing to see how far people have come another guy randy pryor he was really funny he uh he's not in my book i don't think but he was like i remember him coming into the program and saying you talk about um uh deveining kale i, I don't even know what that is so it's so funny that was like a great <laughs> glimpse of the beginner's mind so i made a video just for him uh, with a sharp knife holding a piece of kale and just you know yeah. taking off the two sides of it i go randy there's your deveining Wow. So kind of funny. But now he's been like years sugar free and it's trickled into his family and into his life. And boy, to see a picture of him back when he first came in a few years ago. Uh, and now it's that same kind of transformation. I tell you, Leanne, I would, I would go face to face with anyone if they could tell me a piece of culture or our society that isn't affected by the amount of sugar that, that we eat in this culture. I think mm-hmm. it touches everything from our economy to our mortality and everything in between. And how about your immune system? Because that's a big one that I talk about, sugar really suppressing your immune system. Yeah, doesn't it ever? Mm. You know, I bet you anything for the first six years off sugar, I never had a cold or a flu. I just, I would hear people have them. I felt immune. Yep. Um, They've been stronger in the last few years. I just got over something that I had a bad cough for, I don't know, like 30 days. I I had full energy, but I just had a little respiratory thing going on, so... But yeah, overall, I mean, I know that my immune system was on fire. I used to get poison oak so bad. I live up in the mountains near Lake Tahoe, and we have uh, poison oak around here. So if I looked at it, I would get some, and then it would go systemic. And I know for a fact I have not had poison oak in over eight years. And can I tie that scientifically to nothing on sugar? Not a chance. You can do it, for sure. I mean, timing definitely lines up. So I think it's just the amount of sugar I was eating. I think my body was pretty much busy. Uh, 24-7 to some extent going, where are we going to put this crap? So for anybody who wants to give up sugar, I'm going to recommend that they grab your book. I'm going to put the link on leannephillipson.com. But do you yes. have a, like a, the first number one and two steps that you might suggest for any listeners? Yeah, you bet. You know, do an inventory. Kind of get clear on where your sugar is coming from. And it doesn't have to be an obsession. You don't even have to make a... Uh, commitment that you're going to stop for a while, but just become aware of what you're eating when you grab something. Look on the back. Most labels now are, are saying the amount of sugar in it, but a lot of that sugar might be from uh, fruit or dairy as a very sweet. You can look at a uh, very clean yogurt, uh, mm-hmm. plain yogurt. Yeah. Oh, and stop eating uh, flavored yogurts, please. I swear that's melted ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I like get, that. I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Get plain yogurt and get good, plain, healthy Greek yogurt and add your own fruit to it. Uh, by the time that stuff sits on the shelf, it's, it's literally melted ice cream by the time you're eating a strawberry banana yogurt. Yep. No matter how, how 
happy and healthy the person looks on the cover of the bottle. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, get aware of what you're doing that's coming from added sugar. A lot of labels will say what percentage now from added sugar. Um, and also just wrap your head around this. Four grams of sugar is a teaspoon. So when you drink a, a, a soda that has 40 grams of sugar, that's 10 teaspoons of sugar. Start Scary. taking a look at that. You know, as you eat a handful of crackers or you eat some chips or you grab a hamburger and, you know, most things will list now the sugar in it. Just start picturing pouring teaspoons of sugar into your mouth. Mm-hmm. It'll start doing a little bit to you. And I can almost promise you if you feel depression, overweight, lethargy, um, shy, uh, tired all the time, it's kind of tied into that, you guys, to some extent. I'm not going to say how. I don't know. There's people like Leanne, who are trained in this. There's doctors you can talk to. I'm, I'm a, a real guy who was a four-time world juggling champion. I toured the world for 35 years doing comedy. I had my share of fancy food and green rooms. Living this life, uh, I could never go back, honestly. I knew that after about 21 days, sugar-free. Very, very like incredible advice. Thank you so much for sharing. And it may not be for everyone, but I do think that the steps that you've offered and the inspiration that you offered is absolutely going to get the wheels turning in, in, I hope, many people's minds who are listening to this. So thank you so much for talking to me today. You bet. I'm a super fan of your podcast. Keep it up. The, the world... Uh, who we are as people revolve around what we put into the seven holes in our head. And uh, you're talking about the mouth one, and that's really, really important, what we put in our mouths. Thank you so much. On one of the pages in Barry's book, this heading jumped out at me. The risk of, I could never do that. I think you listening are saying the exact same thing. In Barry's book, I Love Me More Than Sugar, seven months after he gave up sugar, he went through and did the Tough Mudder, which if you haven't heard of it, it's a 10-mile race that includes 26 military obstacles. And he said that before he did the Tough Mudder, I could never do that. Now, I've actually done the Tough Mudder. I'm not sure if I went through the same pro- same thought process that Barry did, but I did run through those 10,000 volts at the end, got zapped just as he does. He's got a tremendous photo on his website. And years before even contemplating it, I actually said the same thing. I'd never do it. But yet I did. And please do check out Barry's exceptional book called I Love Me More Than Sugar. I'll share the link on the podcast post on leannephillipson.com so you can grab your own copy if it speaks to you. I really encourage you to dive right in and check out Barry's website, sugarfreeberry.com. And he also has a really popular Facebook page called 30 Days with an S, Sugar Free. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you tuned in last week too, or if you didn't, just hop back by one episode and maybe think twice about putting that sugar in your mouth. I've already had a comment on Instagram from Usha who decided one day after listening to the podcast, rather than choosing the chocolate covered almonds at Starbucks, she had apples and peanut butter instead. Danielle let a colleague know that agave syrup, well, that one needs to be ditched after I broke down the issues with fructose. It thrills me to no end to know that what I share here has an impact on you, my loyal listener. 
please share. Send this link along from leannephillipson.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts from to friends, to family, and let me have that difficult discussion with them about this topic. I'm Leanne Philipson. I hope you have a fabulous and possibly sugarless day. And remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. Mm-hmm.